Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. Is up, Straight Fire fam. It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Wednesday, May 17th. A tremendous night in the association. What a game. Nuggets 132, Lakers 126. Unbelievable basketball throughout the game. This was one of those, the game is so damn good, you don't even turn the channel during commercials. Like Usually, I'll look for movies. I'll scroll around to see what else is on. Did not change the channel at all. This was like, okay, I got to pause, do you know the dishes, whatever I got to do, and I'm coming right back to the game. This was a tremendous basketball game. Lakers come up just on the short end of the stick. Great comeback. They unlocked a few things in the fourth quarter we'll talk about shortly. Denver goes up one nothing. If you We talked about this on Monday. The line was 5.5. By Tuesday, it was 6.5. And, and if you bet late, you got beat because it landed on 6. Tough one. If you back the Nuggets late. However, if you listen to the straight flyer player props, hello, 3-0, and a tremendous start, just bolstering your bankroll from Memorial Day weekend. Michael Porter Jr., 14 and a half. He landed on 15. Jamal Murray, I think it was 24 and a half. 31, and KCP, the easy third quarter winner, over 9.5, lands on 21. Just an awesome night for overs. Folks, if you're a Nuggets fan, you breathe a sigh of relief, right? You're like, okay, whew, 
We almost blew that 21-point second-half lead. And the Lakers, they had a chance there late. They did have a couple looks, an opportunity to tie the game. Could not pull it off. But if you're a Lakers fan, you take this win. Okay, okay, okay. They, they got one. They got one. And you're not that dispirited. I don't think it's that easy, though. My guess is the consensus, the Rob G's of the world who have Lakers in six or whatever, I think Laker fans are going to be like, okay, we got, we got, we unlocked the Hachimura thing. Um, we benched D'Lo, who was an abomination at both ends. Um, you know, we, we came back. We could have stole this one. We got game two. And I'm just going to, a, a word of caution. If you look back to that Phoenix series against Denver, similar situation in game one. Although Phoenix did not make a run in the fourth, they just sat their guys in the fourth to say, okay, we got no shot. We're not, we're not coming back. Lakers tried that comeback, and Anthony Davis ends with 42 minutes played. LeBron, 40 minutes played. Both of them were outstanding. You got great games. You got 66 points, 22 rebounds, and 12 assists from LeBron and AD. They were tremendous. AD, 14 or 23. LeBron, 9 of 16. Like, they were outstanding. From the free throw line, 19 or 22. Like, they were awesome. And you lost. If you look at that game two, Denver-Phoenix, Phoenix led for most of game two. And in the fourth quarter, the altitude caught up with them. They could not make shots. Now, Chris Paul's injury did happen in the, I think it was late third quarter. And and Phoenix ran out of gas. And Denver Denver's role players, notably KCP, took over. And they were able to pull off the victory. I know Lakers fans are going to think, game two, they've got a great shot. Just a word of caution, AD logged 42 minutes. LeBron, 40. They get one night off. And I know people think there's no day, no way Denver can play this good. Folks, they were one of the best offenses in the NBA for a reason. They were the second best home record in the NBA for a reason. Okay? Jokic, who was shut down, and we'll talk about that, shut down in the fourth quarter, had like the best first quarter probably of anyone in the playoffs ever when you look at the 10 boards. I think he had 10 boards, 5 assists. Like, no player had done that in the first quarter in the history of the sport. I think that was the graphic. Rob G can check me on it in a minute. Jokic ended with 34 points, 21 boards, 14 assists. I mean, listen, he was unbelievable. Here's the weird thing. Oh, by the way, he had 6 offensive boards. The Lakers team had 5. So Jokic out-rebounded the entire Lakers on the offensive glass, 6-5. to five. Here's the weird thing, though. Jokic had 31 heading into the fourth because he hit that prayer three-pointer over to AD late. Uh, I think at the buzzer, actually. And he goes to the fourth with 31. He was shut down in the fourth. Why? What happened? Rui Hachimura happened. And it's crazy because our guest yesterday on the podcast, if you missed it, go back and listen. You know, you missed the bets. I'm sorry. Our guest said Rui Hachimura is the X-Factor in the series. And he broke it down perfectly, and guess who was defending Jokic in the fourth quarter? Rui Hachimura! One of my favorite names in the NBA. By the way, I got a uh, I got the numbers for you right here. Jokic with Rui as his primary defender. Now, it only happened six times in the game. Jokic was 0 for 2 with two turnovers. Jokic with AD as the primary defender. 15 times, Jokic was 10 of 13. 10 of 13 with two turnovers. Now, this is the other interesting aspect. You're like, well, what about the assist? Okay, they measured points per play. When AD was guarding him, 1.53. When Hachimura was guarding Jokic, 0.67. Now, it's a small sample size, 
again, you know, listen, I'm not trying to hype up our breakdowns of X's and O's, but we kind of nailed this game one a lot between our guests calling Hachimura to come in and defend Jokic. They needed that, and AD is the help defender. Now, Denver will obviously adjust because when Hachimura went to Jokic, AD was then hanging out next to Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, like, in the dunker spot. And AD basically is sitting there as a rim protector. So they will tweak that. Now, Aaron Gordon, um, 0 for 3 from deep, did not hit his free throws. I almost wonder, will the Lakers force Denver to go small, perhaps with Bruce Brown, who had an awesome game, 16 points, but he's good. I don't want anybody saying, like, that was a fluky game. Absolutely not. Bruce Brown, very, very good. Um, I don't want to say the best guy off the bench in the series, but he is an excellent player. Um, he came in, pure energy, rebounds, assists, played big in Brooklyn. Now is playing like, I think they called him the backup point guard. He was excellent. So my guess is, yes, Aaron Gordon, probably fewer minutes in this Rui AD lineup. But um, the Jamal Murray hunting by LeBron was outstanding. Le- just like LeBron loves to go at Steph Curry and did it often, LeBron was absolutely going after Jamal Murray. It worked almost every time. LeBron, LeBron, 26, 12, and 9. 8 of 11 from the foul line. The one thing I did not like, and uh, one of my buddies, he called this. He, he's the Lake, Lakers season ticket holder. LeBron loves his, I'm going to let the shot clock wind down. Late in the game, I want to be hero ball, and he goes for the kill shot three. And I don't have exact numbers, but it feels like he's shooting 10% on those. It's usually straight ahead, top of the key, sometimes like diagonal um, at the long three. And and it's just, it's not a good shot by LeBron, but he wants it. He wants that hero shot. And it just it really does not work. I mean, I, I wonder, like, is there anything the Lakers can do to get LeBron out of that mindset? Because I'll tell you right now, Austin Reeves, Mr. What do they call What are we calling him? The $98 million guy? 97? Is that the number he can get? Austin Reeves was tremendous. Five threes, 23 points, eight assists, zero turnovers. His first Western Conference final ever. He played 42 minutes, had 23 and eight, and zero turnovers. Now, the turnovers are an issue because Denver, they don't play much defense. And for all anybody's going to say is, well, Denver shot the lights out. Um, Denver shot 54%. You know what the Lakers shot? 54%. Now, Denver from three... 46%. 46%. They made 15 threes. The Lakers made 11. Uh, Austin Reeves hit half of them. Here's the concern if you're the Lakers, besides the, the heavy minutes. Obviously, you, you can count on Austin Reeves. We agree he's their third best player. I thought Rui Hachimura had a very good game. Lonnie Walker, hit and miss off the bench. Jared Vanderbilt, I don't know, 3,010 minutes. I don't know that he's long for this series. Troy Brown ain't in the rotation. Schroeder really struggled. Really, it, it does not look like a series for Schroeder. I know it's one game. I don't want to go overboard. D'Angelo Russell, he, he just didn't have it. I mean, he's getting cooked up defensively, offensively. Like, I, I didn't see any couple turnaround jumpers in the third when they're down like 18. 0 for 3 from deep. Where are, now, we were wondering where you're going to get the third scorer from against Golden State. Like, who was going to step up? One game, Lonnie Walker. One game, Austin Reese. Because Denver's offense is so good, Rob, I feel like the Lakers are going to need a fourth scorer because, listen, we know the history, and I, I, I'm not trying to call him James Harden here, but Anthony Davis in these playoffs has essentially alternated great game with either bad or average game. And 
I'm sorry, Rob. I, I know people are excited. AD had 40 at altitude in 42 minutes. The, the, the idea that he's going to come back and go for 25 or 30, I'll be honest, that seems foreign to me. We saw him in that Warrior series start to show signs of fatigue. And yeah, he would do things defensively. But even after uh, his big game one where he had 30 and 23, and they got the win, he came back with 11 and 7. Then they go home, game three, 25 and 13. Gets to sit out the fourth quarter of a blowout. Comes back with 23 and 15. And in game five in Golden State, he, was, he just wasn't as effective. Remember, zero blocks in game five. Defensively didn't have it. It's tough for AD to be consistent. So after only 32 minutes in the loss, bounces back in game six with 17 and 20. But Rob, I, I think you'd probably agree with me. For AD to score 40 and lose and know that you're probably not going to get... I mean, listen, Rob, I don't think he's going for 25 in game two. I don't know where the scoring comes from. Lakers down on one, and you got to get one in Denver, right? You, you have to get one of these two and split, or you go home down 0-2 with zero room for error back in L.A. You know what? Um, everything you said feels accurate, and I still feel great about Lakers in six. And look, Jokic was awesome. Murray was great. I mean, the Nuggets overall, offensively, were as advertised. We talked about it for the last few weeks, that they have been playing like the most impressive team in the postseason thus far. Last night in game one, Jokic had, for my money, probably statistically the best playoff game ever, you know, just in terms of raw numbers. 34 like, 20 ever, ever like of any player in the history of well that, i mean that i i mean i don't i guess modern era i mean i don't know how i don't know if you want to go back to like a Wilt chamber i mean sure Wilt well, Chamberlain. what about magic game six when he played center for jabbar statistically Jokic's numbers were better just let I me mean, look 34 21 and 14 on 12 of 17 shooting like that that's a video you could play on nba 2k and not put those kind of numbers up like that that was unreal so he plays great. I always said Murray plays great. Nuggets shot 69% on long twos and out-rebounded the Lakers by 17 in a game they only won by six. LeBron James, I know that he settled for that long three, and I was just as mad as your buddy was. I threw my remote at the TV when I saw it happen. <laughs> Sorry. You know, LeBron James was seven of eight inside the paint. The Lakers for all of their miscues defensively against um, Denver, especially in that first half, they could get whatever they want on the other end as well. This is very similar to what we saw early on in the Denver-Phoenix series, where neither team looked like they were capable of stopping the other one, right? It was just trade one, trade one. The difference was in, in early in that series is the Nuggets were trading threes for twos, and that's why they ended up winning pretty easily in the first two games. Where the Lakers have going for them moving forward is... Their schematic fix is not really like a huge alternate from what they can do normally. And that's just play bigger. Play Rui more minutes. Probably start him in game two. Um, Jared Vanderbilt for more minutes. Even if he's not shooting, just being a larger body. Wait, 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 wait. So we, we, we would agree. You start Rui over Schroeder. I would agree with that. Right? Yes. So where are you getting the Vanderbilt minutes from? Off the Come bench. Off. Just, you know, just play him. Uh, you know, the, the thing was, is last series, it was okay to play the three-guard look because the Warriors played quick and they were very they were very small. You know, so it made sense to match size for size. 
all of the adjustments that Darvin Hand came out with in, in game one early proved to be the wrong decision. He came out small against a massive front line with Denver, and that's why it was 20 to 2 rebounding at one point in the middle of the second quarter. Yeah. Okay. They wanted to play fast, which you don't do against an offensive juggernaut at altitude. You don't like that's just you're playing right into their hands. If you're a defensive team, be a defensive team. Don't try to outrun and gun the best offense in basketball, especially when you're at a side disadvantage. And number three, especially early on, they were doubling Jokic when AD had him one on one. If Jokic scores on AD, hey, you live with it. You know, AD is your best defender by far, probably the best defender in basketball. If Jokic is going to score, it is what it is. Let him get his, just don't let him get everybody else involved. And what they were doing was they were doubling off of the nearest guy most of the time, whether it was Schroeder or Russell, and he was getting wide open threes for these other guys. So all three of their biggest, you know, strategic moves to start off backfired in a big way, and they're they're down in a huge hole. Once they went back to playing the way that they played throughout most of this postseason, we're going to play big, we're going to be living in the paint, we're going to grind you out defensively, Suddenly, the Lakers climb back from down twenty-one to down three. Yeah, I think I, I would I would agree with you, but you know how the chess match works. Denver saw what happened, and they will be ready this time. So I don't think they'll open with anything dramatic. But if you if you go Rui with AD off of him, I think the pretty clear adjustment is let's get Aaron Gordon out of the game. And it's not like Aaron Gordon dominated the glass; he did have three offensive boards, but those were his only rebounds. Um, I think you probably play Michael Porter Jr. At, at, as a big, and you bring in Bruce Brown. And then it becomes a three-point game. And listen, MPJ, well, we can say what we want about him. Soft, uh, doesn't play a lot of D. He did have a really nice block on Hachimura. And he's a great shooter. Did you see, have you seen the image? I put it on my Instagram stories of the three he hit over Austin Reeves in the corner. Oh, yeah. Austin Reeves' hand was literally like a centimeter from his face. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, oh my God, how did he hit that shot? Well, shot clock was winding down. He was three of six from deep. Jokic, three of three from deep. Murray, four of eight from deep. KCP, three of eight from deep. And off the bench, Uncle Jeff Green, one of one, and Bruce Brown, one of one. Christian Brown was 0 and 2. Um, I don't know, man. This. They they hit some like incredible shots. Match. Like, like, huh? like, they hit some. They, their offense was humming. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to discount it. They were awesome offensively in Denver. They also hit at least four or five shots where either their circus shots, like the Jokic and Murray ones there in the second half, the, the Jokic then the third and the Murray in the early of the fourth, and then the Michael Porter in the corner. Like There were some where they were hand right in their face and they just drilled it, dotted the eye. Okay, That's so the kind of stuff you, you can't count on moving forward. Yeah. That's fair, but they are at home and we know this kind of thing tends to happen at home. Let me... Uh, the line just emerged. We're recording this right after Lakers Nuggets finished. Uh, it's a little after midnight um, Eastern time. Denver opens up five and a half point favorites, and it's already up to six at one sports book, Bet Chris, which is considered like a sharp book. So early money on the Nuggets. Rob, this is going to go one or two ways. The Lakers will make adjustments. The Nuggets won't hit as many shots, and the Lakers will win. Or... The Lakers will play well, but the altitude and the minutes will catch up with them, and Denver will pull away and win. I mean, again, we like to think we know everything. Like, one of those two things will happen. Like, those are really the only two outcomes. I don't see the Lakers getting blasted by 20, do you? No, and I, I, yeah, honestly, I, I honestly don't think altitude is going to be much of a problem in this game. Because it, the, the, the one thing that I noticed in this game and even some of the other Nuggets series is because they don't play very physical defense— 
these minutes are not heavy minutes in the same way that it's just cardio. Yeah, exactly. It's just a lot of up and down. You know, there's a lot of guys smiling during the game last night, even when it, when it was a blowout and when it was closed. Guys didn't seem like they were doubled over the same way that you saw in Lakers, Grizzlies, and Lakers, Warriors. I do wonder, Rob, fourth quarter, I don't have the exact numbers, but it felt like the free throws were a lot more in the fourth than they were the first half. And, you know, when you're tired and you're not moving as quick, you're fouling more. Um, I just, uh, again, I, now I've never played at altitude. I, I have no clue. But the numbers are there for a reason. Like, Denver is a home juggernaut. I mean, they dropped 72 on the Lakers in the first half. The Lakers responded with 72 of their own in the second half. It, listen, I didn't, I, I don't know if it was a max effort. It kind of felt like that from the Lakers. Like, they were like, holy cow, we can steal this. And they nearly did. Uh, I'm trying to go back in the game log and look. So, when they were down three, was it the Austin Reeves three that rimmed out? No, the, the when they were down three, it was the LeBron James the LeBron top, top of the key. key. Okay. It was just short, just not, flat out not, short. Not the greatest shot. So then they're down five, and then uh, the Nuggets snuffed it out, the, the Reeves three, and then LeBron kind of turned it over in the lane. Good play by Jamal Murray, who you know is basically going to be hunted 24-7 as soon as he's on the court by LeBron, but... I don't know. I, this is one of those games where a lot of people haven't watched a, a, a ton of Nikola Jokic. And this idea that Joel Embiid is, was like the best player in the league this year is just comical. It's, this, is, this shows that the media is kind of a joke uh, on some level. You just said Jokic essentially had one of the best games statistically in the history of the NBA playoffs. Bill Russell had probably some 40 and 30 games, but he ain't have, he ain't have this many assists. Like, Jokic is the complete triple threat. And, and the craziest part is, man, he doesn't look winded at all. They give him his breaks. Mm-hmm. He's hustling. He's chasing down every rebound. He, he, I mean, I'm going to still call him the doughy Serbian. He's not chiseled like a Dwight Howard was. And um, I don't know, man. This, this is going to be a great, great series. Lakers come up a little short. But there is uh, reason for optimism. Any final thoughts, Rob, on... Um, you know, maybe we need to see some more Malik Beasley for shooting. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know what? I will say this about, I, mean, I, I know I'm the Lakers homer on the podcast. I'll wear that proudly. Still Lakers in six. But um, look, Jokic was so awesome. Even as an opposing fan, it's hard not to appreciate how good he is. And I saw in the postgame, uh, former Laker Contavious Caldwell-Pope was asked, you know, what's it like, the, the difference between playing with Jokic and a guy like LeBron James? And this I, I thought was the, the quote of the night. KCP quote, the only difference is LeBron can jump higher. <laughs> now that is high praise for Nikola Jokic and, and rightfully so, man. He was incredible shooting, passing, rebounding, even defensively. I, mean, I know AD got his 40, but it wasn't like he was a sieve there defensively. He's just a good job of being big. I'm looking forward to seeing what he'll do in this series. I expect him to have statistically at least a monster series and ultimately the Lakers prevail. Uh, uh, final thought. As I'm watching this game, Rob, I'm like, this basketball is just unbelievable. I mean, 132-126. Just an awesome game. If you are just a fan, even if you're one of these NBA haters, oh, NBA, China, all that crap. You know, if you're one of those guys, I hope you're not. And you're watching this game, you're just like, my gosh, these guys are good. And Rob, you know, I grew up on Magic and Bird. Like, that was the, my introduction to the NBA. I loved 80s ball. I really like 90s NBA. I play 90s video games with uh, Penny. I love me some Penny Hardaway. I mean, I love 90s basketball. This idea that those guys could hang with this NBA or they're on the same level or even close to it is just outright comical. 
And I know it was a different era. There were some different rules with the hand-checking. But the shot-making we have now in the league is absurd. I mean, the just watching Jokic, like, I'm just trying to think, like, how would my 90s Knicks defend Jokic? Would they put Anthony Mason on him and have Ewing come over for the help defense? Maybe. Maybe that would be the strategy, and they would slow him down. But, like, just Denver's making unbelievable three-point shooting. The Lakers respond. Austin Reeves undrafted. I mean, quick, pop quiz, Rob. Who's the best, and I don't know the answer to this, so it's unfair, but give, give me an undrafted player from the 90s who was unbelievable in the NBA. No, oh, geez, Louise. I, I don't think that would have <laughs> happened. I, I mean, I, Jokic, is he officially the best second-round pick in the history of the NBA? Like, Draymond Green was very, very good, but, I mean, Jokic has two MVPs. Mono, yeah, I mean, Mono Ginobili, but, yeah, I would definitely I go Jokic. I mean, we're, we're talking about Jokic, potentially. Knocking out Kevin Durant, knocking out Devin Booker, knocking out AD, knocking out LeBron, and then knocking out Jason Tatum in the finals. He does that on top of the two MVPs. He's definitely the best player in the NBA. I know that that's constantly a moving target, and it was Curry. It was LeBron. It was Giannis. Jokic has it for the taking. Um, I want to quickly go, before we get to tonight's game, and I don't think I'll be as hot betting on Celtics heat as I was in the player prop for Nuggets Lakers. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. The NBA draft lottery happened, and your winners were, and I don't know if this is a good thing or not, the San Antonio Spurs. My initial thought was, bah humbug. Why them? Why them again? They got David Robinson in 87. They got Duncan in 97. Maybe it was David Robinson in 89. Whatever it was. And now they get Victor Wembanyama. Like, how is that fair? Can't we let someone else get in on the action? And then one of my one of my buddies on Instagram sends me a message. No way, he's like a huge Spurs fan, and he's big into Nakaxa. And he's like, "No, this is great for the league. This is perfect for Wembenyama. You know, you go to Portland, you probably going to get hurt like every other guy that goes to Portland. Ha ha ha. You go to Charlotte, Michael Jordan will find a way to screw it up. You go to Houston, come on, the James Harden stuff. Forget it. Um, you, Orlando, ha ha ha. You know, it's a decent case, like." San Antonio has the infrastructure, has the history to make Wembenyama very, very successful. Like, there's a chance this could be more successful than we anticipate very, very early. And people are already trying to clock, the, oh, who's the starting five next year around Wemby? Like, oh, well, we got Devin Vassell, the three-point gunner. We got the kid Mal- Malachi Branham. Uh, I think he's Ohio State. Young, young kid. Keldon Johnson, who's probably their second best player. Jeremy Sohan. And you're like, how is this good for the NBA? Though that's your starting five, you're not getting any a, anybody in free agency. I don't think you got cap room, big time cap room. But where, where are you going with that? And that's where it'll be interesting to see how they build around a guy like Webinyama. Because listen, I'm a Knicks fan. I saw the Porzingis thing happen, and it was it hurt. You know, we're still waiting for Chet Holmgren to play his first game in the NBA. Still. Big guys, it's just they're unorthodox. They're unicorns, like literally unicorns. We don't know what to do with them. We don't know how their bodies are going to react to the to the pounding in the NBA. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if they told Wembenyama no back-to-backs as a rookie. I, I, you know, it's a bit of a step up from the league in France, you know? So San Antonio wins it. They'll take Wembenyama. Charlotte at two. LaMelo Ball's partner will be Scoot Henderson? I don't know. Remember, Brandon Miller of Alabama, who did have a terrible clunker. Terrible to end his season. My gosh. I was on them against San Diego State, and I think, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was something like 3 of 17. It was abysmal. But he's a wing. This is a wing league. Uh, He did have the gun charge. Woj was quick to note that teams have looked into Brandon Miller, and he's clean. This is a one-off, apparently. Um, I'm efforting to get Woj on the podcast. He is still reluctant. I guess he doesn't do a lot of podcasts. We are friends. We go back 25 years, uh, 20 years. And um, I'm working on it, people. Um, so if Brandon Miller goes to Charlotte, that's fine. Like, I, I like Brandon Miller. Um, I, I like LaMelo Ball. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know that Charlotte is going to be that good with Brandon Miller. Um, you know... <laughs> It's Charlotte, guys. Like, they haven't been good in forever. They can't figure out their coach. They can't get any, like, what players are going to go? Like, remember when they thought they had a shot at Steph Curry because he went to Davidson? It was like, 
Maybe, no, not a chance. So they got some of the guys in their roster. Terry Rogier's an okay player, but he's selfish. Kelly Oubre, Gordon Hayward. I think you probably try to package Gordon Hayward in a deal for some kind of veteran. Um, who else do they have? P.J. Washington, Mark Williams, a young kid I like out of Duke. Nick Richards, like, I don't know, that's a 25-1 team. After Charlotte is Portland. And then you've got the Scoot Henderson stuff. And it's like, well, oh, really? Portland, the team with Damian Lillard, the team with Anthony Simons, the team that just drafted Shaden Sharp, who they love, in the top 10, they're going to go grab another guard? Well, Damian Lillard's going to be like, I'm out. Like, I mean, Jeremy Grant, Yusuf Nurkic, Cam Reddish, like, I, I, I just, they've, if they're drafting Scoot Henderson, fine, but you have to move Damian Lillard. Absolutely. Now, one option is you say, we want to keep Dame, and we will dangle the number three pick to someone and we'll attach, I don't know, whoever you want, Cam Reddish. He's floated around the league. Matisse Thibel, whatever you want, and give us, give us a plug-and-play all-star or all-star caliber player, and, and we'll try to ride with Dame, Simon, Sharp, and, and, and said all-star. I don't know. But, like, there's not a lot to be excited about after the top three. Uh, you got the, the Thompson Twins. The kid from Houston who, like, I like, but I don't know. Jerace Walker? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, if you want me to ask who I'm really excited about, you got to go de- a little deeper. I like Jordan Hawkins of UConn a lot. Winning player, high IQ. Looks to me like like a Ray Allen type player. I like him a ton. Um, I kind of like Dariq Whitehead of Duke. Um, Derek Lively of Duke is the big center who... Uh, doesn't do anything but block shots. He's going to fall a little bit. My guy from the Breakers, uh, Ryan Rupert, um, very nice wing player. But this is this is not an amazing draft. There's not a ton of guys outside of Wembenyama, Scoot, and Brandon Miller. Uh, Rob, any any thoughts on Wemby or not really? I mean, uh, I kind of felt like it was going to be – it just felt like a Spurs thing, right? And according to uh, Fred Katz, covers the NBA for uh, The Athletic, he was in the, the ping pong room when it was happening. He said that not only did the Spurs get the first pick, they got drawn two more times in the lottery. So they had to redo multiple picks. Huh? It's, it's So, you know, the way it works is they don't actually draw all 14 teams, right? They draw number one, number two, number three, number four. That's how they draw lottery balls. So... The number they pull for no, the first pick will be the, the first one and then so on and so on and so on. So the Spurs were pulled for the number one pick. I'm assuming they were also pulled then for numbers three and number four. Like their lottery ball combination came up multiple times in that top four order. So it seemed like it was, you know, destiny that the Spurs were going to have the number one overall pick. Like destiny was on their side. The, huh. same, th- the same thing happened with the Lakers, the year that they went up in the um, uh, Brandon Ingram draft, I believe it was, mm. where they they had actually got pulled for the second and third picks, and then obviously going to second. But so that's number one with women. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of sad. I wish he would have ended up in a more competitive situation because the San Antonio Spurs roster is terrible, right? I know that Poppy, you know, gets a lot of credit, but. They've been arguably the worst team in the NBA for like three or four years now. Like they're they're just not good. So we're at least two to three years from Wembenyama even being like in a playoff discussion. 
And when you have a guy that's that level of a talent, I'd wish that he had a more competitive roster around him so we could see him do some things. You know, when when it was down to the Spurs and the, and the Hornets, I was really hoping for the LaMelo ball when mm. Banyama dynamic duo. Yeah. I thought that would have been great. And well, then, let me ask you. I hadn't thought about this. So it is one of the worst rosters in the league. I just looked it up. It's certainly bottom three, maybe maybe number one. If you're Popovich, do you say we need to build a winning culture? Because we have a one, and I don't think they've won a playoff series in like five years. Maybe longer. Probably longer than that. Do you throw a Hail Mary and say, let's go bring in some guys. Let, let, let's, let's pay Clay Thompson. Um, he knows how to win. He's a winner. Fits our culture. Um, and we could give up a guy that wants to get paid like a Keldon Johnson, uh, who the Warriors could use. They could use wings. But, like, is there a world where the Spurs take a flyer on a veteran or two now? I don't know if, like, a, I mean, I, I, Draymond Green, is he your big guy to defend the bigs and Wembenyama's a wing? I don't know. They, they, could, they have a lot of options, but you got to assume that they, they're going to have some pretty good options, right, to, like, make moves? I know they got People a ton, of, they have a ton of cap space. I mean, if they, they do, wanted they to, they could, but that just goes against everything that the Spurs have ever done. Like, they are the epitome of small market build the correct way quote unquote um by the way speaking of the hornets check this out i saw this online last last night as well they've had the number two pick three times before this upcoming oh, Wembenyama draft okay well, hold on one of them was uh marvin from unc number he was 24 marvin something you mean marvin williams marvin williams yeah yeah <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so Marvin Williams, choice. right? But these are these yeah. are the ones that I'm, I'm most fascinated by. The Shaq draft. They were number two. They got Alonzo Mourning. Not Alonzo Mourning is not bad, but you know he's not Shaq. Clearly, the Dwight Howard draft. Mm. They end up with Emeka Okafor. Oh, oh dear. And then number three. This is the worst one by far. The Anthony Davis draft. They end up oh, no. with the immortal. Michael, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Oh, I loved him coming out of Kentucky. <laughs> he was so good. Tough oh, scene for the, well, the people of Charlotte. It's even worse when you say what happened after Michael Kidd Gilchrist in 2012. Like, there's a chance that they, they didn't miss anything. Oh, wait, Bradley Beal went third. Yeah. Damian Lillard went sixth. Harrison Barnes, seventh. All those guys considerably better than Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Um, Let's see, who have they got late? LaMelo Ball was a win. Uh, they, eh, oh, dear. Yeah, they, they've had some. I mean, 2021 the, James Booknight. Yeah, I liked him out of Book UConn. Booknight has not really paid um, out at all. Panned out after all. him, Kors Duarte, Moses Moody, uh, Sangoon. He's, he's been pretty good. Trey Murphy's been good. Uh, Booknight's been a, a, a zero. Um, oh, man. This, yeah, listen, NBA draft is tough. NFL draft is tough. I'll do, I'll do a mock draft for Fox Sports next week. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. 
Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Let's quickly go to tonight's game. Celtics. Eight and a half point favorites at home against the Heat. Oh my. Now, Miami's been resting since Friday when they dispatched Jalen Brunson. Celtics played Sunday. And, you know, I guess the matchup for Boston is not great because Jimmy Butler is arguably the most clutch player in the series, even though the Celtics have Jason Tatum. And Bam Adebayo can give them some problems. Huh. I guess I would would lean... Ooh, I, I kind of want to go Celtics, but off a three and zero night, I don't want I don't want to waste money, flush it down the tube. So I, I'll probably pass on the on the on the side. I think Boston will win and cover, but like you said earlier, Rob, like this is a Boston team that just knows they just screw around and they're not locked in and focused. They've been mediocre at home in their last like twenty games in the playoffs. I I, I don't think they're a lock to blow them out. I, any action from you on the side here? Yeah, I actually like Miami in this spot. Now I think huh. Boston, I think Boston's going to win, but the points is way too much. In the words of Doc Rivers, the Celtics play with their meat too much, and I love how he meant to say play with their food is it play with their meat, and that thing has just gone rampant on the internet, oh, by the geez. way. But okay. you know, Miami is a tough team, and and Boston, I'm not going to say they're an unserious bunch, but they definitely carry themselves with the swagger of a team that's won like two or three championships, and they can just flip the switch whenever they want. So I, I I like Miami plus the points. Uh, let me look at some player point props. Butler twenty seven and a half, Bam seventeen and a half, Tatum twenty nine and a half, Jalen Brown twenty four and a half, Smart fourteen, Brogdon uh, Bro- Smart and Brogdon fourteen and a half, Kyle Lowry ten and a half. That's the problem with Miami, Rob. I don't know who's going to go off. Is it going to be Max Struess hitting five threes? 
I don't know. Uh, Caleb Martin is he? Caleb Martin is uh, eight and a half. I, I don't know. Kevin Love hitting four threes. Kevin Love seven and a half. I, I mean, yeah, it could be <laughs> like that. That's but that's you the know, thing with that my team. Tried and true model. No, it's not a model, but role players at home bet them, and then when they're on the road, fade them. So the role players I'd be looking at here, like, can Al Horford give you seven and a half? Over seven and a half, like. I just I don't feel supremely confident because you're right. There's a world where Eric Spolster comes in with a massive surprise, and all of a sudden the Celtics are kind of shook. And next thing you know, Butler's got 40, and it's a game one upset. Like it would not shock me. Um, why don't you give me Jalen Brown over 24 and a half points? How's that? That'll be my one because I do think Butler would probably go to Tatum. And I don't see them putting Bam on Jalen Brown and pulling him away from the hoop. If they do, 24 and a half is cooked. But I do think Tatum had his game seven. He got his shine. I can see them wanting to get Jalen Brown. Keep him happy, right, Rob? You know, you got to keep your Robin happy. Um, I, I, guess I would go Jalen Brown over 24 and a half. I think that's going to be my lone bet uh, in game one of Heat Celtics. I'll go Heat. 100, Celtics 111. It's a lot of points. Well, the total is, uh, what do we got for the total here? We got we got 211, so I landed, yeah. <laughs> I landed right, on, right on the uh, total there. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Spurs fans, I know you're partying. Have you seen the video, Rob, of the Spurs fans at bars? Yeah, I have. Dude, they were, they were like lubricated on a Tuesday in San Antonio because they won the draft lot. I can't recall ever seeing that. Can you? No. <sighs> No, not even in the Zion Williamson draft, which was probably the closest, like hype wise, that I can well, remember. That was like the New Orleans um, war room was. Yeah, out. yeah, that was cool. The Spurs guy was shouting on stage. Yeah, I was kind of rooting for Portland. You know, obviously Luca, but you know, congrats to the Spurs. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue, while you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again and getting to the heart of our stories we're going places we've never gone before and we're bringing you along with us with new segments correspondence and a brand new sound season nine is kicking off with an intimate interview with grammy award-winning singer-songwriter natalia laforcade what's giving you hope right now well when i see what music does to people 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.